Welcome to Dub Nation, the official show of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I am Jeremy Jordan alongside Banksy. We made it, bro. It is game week. Finally. Finally. It counts. It matters. And Utah's going to play San Diego again. More on that coming up. Uh, are we going to see anybody tackled on the show like last week? This happened between Joel Hodgson and Paul Mullen, and it was spectacular and a massive surprise, Banksy. Ah, uh, definitely Paul Mullen, because he is so annoying, man. Honestly. <laughs> it's the Irish. It's the you know non stop. They don't they don't get it, do they? They uh yeah, he's uh, he's very frustrating and uh he's on is, <laughs> is he giving you the old he's he's, me that. he's he's looming over me right now like <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Uh, Paul Mullen from off camera. The referee would blow the whistle and give him a straight yellow card for coming in from the side. But uh, <laughs> you love to see it between the boys, the banter. Too much. And somehow Niall Saunders was also given a yellow on that. I don't know how. Uh, we're on the Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. Subscribe to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Listen to the show rebroadcast weekly on our partner ESPN 700 in Salt Lake City. Here is a, what's on a loaded show in a game week today. I'm so excited. We waited so long for this. Let's go. San Diego, the exhibition recap. How'd it go? What were, what was the good? What was the bad? MLR exhibition scores. We'll tell you how everyone else has looked. Game one preview. Utah against the San Diego Legion. We will break it down. Plus, what other games are going on in round one around the league? A couple of games coming up on Friday. We'll talk to Jamie Lane, the lock from New Zealand. Utah built. Maybe you saw the video on social media from the Utah Warriors. Maybe you didn't. We'll play it for you. Cool campaign going on right now. Connor McLeod, also a New Zealand native, uh, will join the program, the new scrum half. We'll talk to him. Junior Warriors, mic'd up. Great program run by Ashley Burge, of course, doing great stuff. If your kids aren't involved in this, you need to have them in. It's going to be awesome. Plus, the league releases the playoff, playoff format. Is it any different from last year? We will tell you about it. But let's go to the exhibition recap. We've got the highlights like nobody else. Sunny in 75, Warriors in red, San Diego in black. And here are the starting is the starting lineup. Quite a few changes from that first exhibition against Rugby ATL as the Warriors give a few other guys an opportunity. A lot of different changes all over the place. Uh, I like uh, Sayo Gila getting minutes, seeing Tree still there in the number five. Yuri Van Buren back into his number eight spot where he has been for the Warriors for the past couple of years. Tommy Tuavau took that spot. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then uh, the change up through the back line as well. Uh, Tyler Fisher coming in, but the back three stays the same. So that's exciting to see. Okay. We start uh, just the first couple of minutes there. Lance Williams got the scoring started for the Warriors, dotted it down uh, after a mall from 10 meters out. This was great in the buildup to this, and the Warriors have done it several times in the preseason games. This mall from the set piece looks really, really strong, and Lance, the recipient of the big winner off the end to get a bit of meat. The one last year was perhaps the greatest mall in the history of rugby. There was one from like midfield, like 50 meters out. Lance Williams, Bailey, uh, uh, you know, Bailey uh, Wilson getting work done. Not as good as that, but it was really good. Um, then Mika Kruse scores in the right corner. We're going to see that quite a bit this year. The conversions were good from Joel Hodgson. 14 nothing after 20 minutes. Always good when Mika can get involved in the You know, when Mika Kruse's got his hands on the ball, good things happen for the Utah Warriors, and it's been the only real consistent part of his game since he got here was results happen when Mika's got the ball in his hands. So you love to see it. He's put it together in both preseason games and really making a difference now 
a, I don't want to say resurgent Mika Kruse because his form never really fell off, but he seems like he's having more fun with his rugby lately. He's a dude that his teammates say literally gets out of bed and can be the best athlete on the field. It's, he's an unbelievable uh, dude that way. And then he's got this sneaky good left foot. We didn't really know it until last year. And then it was like, look at that thing. He's blasting the ball. He'll be fun to watch. Then Connor McLeod and Joel Hodgson connect for a third unanswered try. Hey, it's 19-0 at this point. Really exciting to see as well, uh, you know, with two of the new guys on the squad, with Connor and Jolie making that connection from the 9-10. But this is strength on strength. Up through the first 20 minutes, this was first team on first team. So it was a really good showing for these guys to go up three tries to nothing over San Diego. And this is where sort of uh, perhaps the good ends a little bit. Legion kind of climb back into it. Only one more score from the Warriors. But again, an exhibition. You don't want to show all your cards. You don't want to go all out either. Um, so all good. The Legion charge a box kick down. They dot it down, score right before the half. It's 19-14 Warriors at the break. Then San Diego scored early to take a 21-19 lead. Then they scored again, again, again. It's 42-19. We don't show Legion highlights on this program. Um, Joe Mono tacked one on later to make it 42-26. to uh, which was great because Joe Mano scored seven tries in seven games last year. Really exciting to see a full, healthy season from Joe Mano. Obviously, they're going to manage his minutes with all of the weapons that the Warriors have on the outside, uh, sharing it with some of his buddies. I mean, you're talking about trading up Logan Tongo for Mika Cruze for Joe Mano and a host of others. But a healthy Joe Mano is going to give the rest of the league nightmares in game day preparation. So at that point, it's 42-26 Legion. Um, they had another score, uh, a couple of scores to make it 56, 26. Um, what do you make of the final score? How much do you care about, uh, that line? I don't care about the score line that much. Cause if you look through really to the end of the half, it was first team on first team with some subs coming in. The Warriors ran out the young guys through that, uh, that early second half. So the, the Legion really kept their first team out and where it felt like they were kind of doing it for the score line. Like they wanted bragging rights. Things got a little scrappy in the first half with some former warriors. And so I feel like they have, hey, Sama. they, they have, uh, they've put a bit of a chip on their shoulder. I don't know why. Um, so I feel like it meant more to them to win a game that didn't mean anything than it's going to be to the warriors to win a game that means everything in week one. Yeah, certainly we would have loved the Warriors to win that game 56-26, but it's an exhibition. It's okay. You know, uh, a tie with Rugby ATL and uh, some real positive things in the first kind of 20, 30 minutes against the league. Great. It's early in the season. It's February. Uh, it's all good. Um, when you really want to be playing your best rugby is come June when you're uh, in the MLR playoffs. So uh, two exhibitions in the books, which brings us to the game one preview. San Diego and Utah. In San Diego, round one of 16 games in 18 weeks coming up this Saturday, February 18th at 5 Mountain Time. You can watch this, one of the national broadcasts, on FS2 or listen to it on B92.1 and Cool FM, Banksy and Ashley on the call on this one. Also streaming delayed on the Rugby Network. Let's talk about some uh, storylines going into this one. Of course, these two playing in consecutive weeks. Kind of a weird deal. We'll talk to Jamie and Connor about like, Okay, guys, have these again. These guys again. Like, what did what did you not show that maybe you could show? Um, third season in six, opening with the Legion, zero and two in that situation. You hope to uh, get that first win, and then Utah has given up quite a quite a, a bit of points to San Diego in in six of the seven meetings, thirty one plus. Um, you look back at the last meeting, San Diego won both last year, so 
There's some revenge there. Uh, April 1st in Harriman, 40 to 25. And then uh, February 6th in San Diego was a 31 29 uh, season opening loss. Real, real tough, tight one uh, at the new facility there where San Diego State, uh, I believe, plays uh, coming up uh, in San Diego. So, eighth meeting all time. Utah, just the one win. Surprising. We've had some really tight games, fun games over the years. Just the one win. And uh, it's an important one to try and start the season off right. If you can win this one, Banksy, it really sets the tone for what naturally is a tougher start to the season being on the road for the majority of kind of the first six weeks. For the Warriors, that's always going to be the case because of our weather conditions here in Utah, right? Like nobody wants to play in the snow. And most importantly, nobody wants to face that home crowd at Zions Bank Stadium. So we almost have to do everybody a favor by going on the road for the first (laughs) several weeks. And it's always tough. But if you can manage and weather that storm well, pick up a tough road win, get home here uh, at the end of February against Dallas, and then go on a tear through that next four-week stretch into the bye week. If you can come out uh, with a plus margin in that situation, you're really talking about going through that final 10-week, 10 games with a full head of steam and playing some of your best rugby. So does it matter more to win the first game or to win down the stretch? I mean, it always matters. You want to win them all. But in Major League Rugby, there's no easy games, right? So win a tough one on the road. Let's just start with the game ahead of us. And three or four on the road to start, like we talked about, is tough. Uh, Utah Warriors do come home in week two to take on uh, Dallas. and that, But then it's, uh, you know, taking on uh, Chicago on the road, NOLA on the road, uh, you know, Toronto at home at that point. Then you get a, a spell of a home match. So, yeah, important game coming up. Players to watch. Certainly San Diego has always had the star power, the big names, right? They've had uh, some good teams. Ma'anonu, of course, two-time World Cup champion with New Zealand. We're going to assume you know who some of these guys are. If you have no clue, we'll tell you too. We assume you're you're uh, welcoming rugby into your life now. Welcome to the program. Mikey Teo, former Utah Warrior, of course, former San Diego Legion player as well. He's back there. He was the League Player of the Year in 2021. He's spectacular. Tavita, Tavita Tamelau, USA Eagle, former Utah Warrior as well is there. And, of course, Sama Malolo, who uh, has a Utah Warriors single-season try record of 11 in 2021. Uh, is on the squad as well. They have some real good talent. Well, you know, and Tavita Tamilau is really the driving force in that forward pack. When these two teams match up, it always seems like it's strength on strength. The forward packs play big physical rugby. They like to attack at the breakdown. And then they have a very mobile and very sizable backline. When you talk about guys like Ma'anonu, 6'2", you know, looking more like he's closer to 250 pounds than 230 pounds like he probably was or, you know, less even in his prime, uh, but still a guy that can clearly move the ball around, great with his hands, sees the ball well, and really known for his big crunching tackles covering that 12 gap. So uh, he matches up really well, I think, with Paul Lasique. So it'll be exciting, like I said, to see strength on strength between these two squads. Other notables in the squad, Will Hooley, uh, USA uh, fly half, Nate Oxberger, USA scrum half, Justice Sears Duru, Canadian international, who was with Seattle for the last several years, Christian Poitivin comes over from the Giltinis. Ryan Mattias, of course, local connection. Uh, he is married to Jordan Mattias, who played at BYU and is a USA 7s and 15s player as well. So they've, they've got a lot of good players. Um, it's going to be a fun matchup. Um, what do you expect in uh, Game 1 against the Legion? I expect both of these teams to want to start fast. Uh, for San Diego, they want to apply the pressure early at home snapdragon stadium everything they're going to have wanting in their home opener to go their way they're going to come out quick it's going to be a ferocious first 20 minutes but if the warriors can manage 
the energy and the effort of that first 20 minutes and continue to apply pressure of their own, they could run away with us. Let's go, baby. Uh, let's go. Okay, where do you where do you feel like there's some positions of strength on this Utah Warriors team? Again, we haven't seen this group play together, but, uh, you know, it's Greg Cooper's uh, first run out with the boys. I think the physicality of this forward pack, it's always been a signature of uh, the rugby that we play here in Utah from the high school level to the club level. And now in Major League Rugby, a big physical mobile forward pack is kind of a hallmark of the way Utah plays rugby. But for this team specifically, if I'm looking at preparation on any given week, I don't want to kick to anyone in the back three, whether it's the fullback or any of these wing positions at any point, no matter who's in the lineup, whether it's the starting 15, the game day 23, or if you look at that extended roster, if you're kicking into the hands of Mika Cruze, danger. Joe Mano, danger. If you're kicking into the hands of Caleb Mockney, danger. Cliven Lopeser, danger. All being directed by Jolie Hodgson, who uh, has all of the experience in the world. So the strategic kicking game plays into the hands of the Utah Warriors now because these boys are going to play with the ball in hand from anywhere on the pitch. It's going to be fun to watch. Joel had some excellent kicks against San Diego that were putting uh, Utah in some five-meter lineouts consistently. It was it was fun to see. Okay, uh, let's go to a bigger conversation about Major League Rugby and kind of recap the exhibition scores, look ahead to what's going on this week. American Raptors beat Rugby ATL uh, 24-0. Uh, not sure about that score. That's a weird one. Rugby ATL beats the Chicago Hounds, so probably the B squad played the Raptors. The A squad probably played the Hounds. Um, American Raptors uh, beat the Hounds as well. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think the MLR teams put their A-list teams out against the Raptors. And then uh, DC beat Toronto 42-17. That wraps up exhibition play in MLR. Okay, here we go. Here are all the games in round one. Starting the season, two games on Friday. I love this. Rugby ATL hosting Toronto. NOLA hosting New England. Then we move to Saturday. Old Glory hosting the Austin slash LA team of the Chicago Hounds, uh, San Diego and Utah, Seattle and New York, the Ironworkers. Again, new nickname for them. And then uh, on Sunday, Dallas going to host Houston. Besides Utah, San Diego, which matchup intrigues you the most? Uh, really just to see what we're going to get out of the Chicago Hounds team. There's a lot of experience. There's a lot of rugby that is coming into Chicago from the now defunct Los Angeles and Austin franchises. So there's just because they're a new team doesn't mean these are new players. I don't expect Chicago to have the growing pains that a franchise like Dallas had uh, in their first year, or that maybe we could expect Miami to have coming up in their expansion because the players that were available to Chicago were so much deeper and of so much more skill and experience than I think any of these other expansion teams are going to get. So really lucky break for Chicago uh, to be able to get as many of those experienced players as they can. So that's really one that I want to watch. And then to see New York versus Seattle. Um, that's that's, that's the strength on strength. Two teams, two teams that have been top in the East and top in the West since the inception of Major League Rugby. That could be a battle. And they're playing in Seattle it could be wet. It could be cold. It could play into Seattle's hands, but that New York team is legit. It's kind of like what the NFL does, where they'll rematch the Super Bowl team sometimes in the opener of the next year. This was the MLR final uh, that New York won, uh, but it's in Seattle, as you mentioned. Uh, Tuck Willow there at Star Starfire uh, Sports Stadium. So, uh, yeah, that's a fun matchup. And yeah, I'm with you. I'm interested to see just how good Chicago is. They're going to be good. It's just like, are they number one seed good? Are they three seed good? Like, are they not playoff good? They have too many big names not to be 
penciled into the playoffs probably. But you're a new team, a new outfit, new situation there as the expansion team. We'll see what it's like. But uh, because L.A. and Austin go away, there's not going to be an expansion team ever that's as talented as Chicago is right now walking into year one of the league, like you mentioned. It's going to be really interesting to watch them. That wraps up round one of the games next week. We'll recap those and push it forward to round two. Don't look past round one, but make your plans for round two, three, and beyond to be at the Utah Warriors for their home opener for the Dallas Jackals when they come to town February 25th at Zions Bank Stadium. Be part of the best home field advantage in all of Major League Rugby. Go to warriorsrugby.com now and get your single game tickets available now. It's going to be fun to be back in Zions Bank Stadium next week. Cannot wait. Join us, won't you? Now joining the program. The 27-year-old lock, six foot seven, two forty-five, probably stronger, taller. Who knows? After the preseason, all the way from Auckland, New Zealand, we welcome to the program Jamie Lane. They call him Tree. Jamie, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey guys, how's it going? Not bad, thank you. Well, uh, are those accurate? Six seven, two forty-five. How are we? How are we looking after preseason? Yeah, roughly about that. Um, obviously, after last season, I need to put on a bit of weight, so uh, come come back about roughly about 250 so yeah now looking forward to the season so feeling healthy feeling ready the body's feeling good how's the mind you have a degree in civil engineering did i did i read that right yeah 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 so what do you um, even do with that no well actually um while i was obviously trying to be a professional rugby player um i needed a backup so um did uh, university on the side uh got it all done um a couple of years ago, I actually gave it a go and uh, took the year off rugby and actually just became an engineer. Uh, realized pretty quickly that um, I'd rather be playing rugby. So, um, <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a backup plan and it's all done. Listen, basically. there are easier backup plans. Like civil engineering sounds hard. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah. What, what is it that you did for a year? And is that what you'll do when rugby's over? Uh, yes, I worked in a subdivision and helped do a bit of earthworks on that side and then I was I was in there for about a year and then I was at the airport um building a new road there um I thought rugby uh was pretty high pressure and pretty high um expectations but um when you're working on a site like that looking after so many people it's uh yeah it's uh it's pretty stressful <laughs> so you'd rather be playing rug- like would you rather be joe hodgson or connor mcleod kind of leading the rugby team or would you rather be working at the airport or working on the subdivision um i'm pretty happy just putting my head down and uh <laughs> being told what to do <laughs> i don't want to stay crowd so. mindset that's all you need to think about all right exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely so. puts things in uh in perspective so yeah. Uh, how was the off season? Spent a bit of time at home, obviously getting right physically and mentally. What else did you get into to kind of enjoy your time away, but also prepare knowing that you were going to come back to the Utah Warriors? Yeah. So um, obviously I was pretty unlucky last year, uh, injured my AC. Um, then I went straight home and I'd put on a bit of weight, which I needed to do before I got back and I ended up playing for Auckland. So played most of the season there. Um, which probably didn't go quite as well as we had hoped. Um, but yeah, it was, it was still it was still good fun. We still made the semis. Um, ended up finishing there. 
had a bit of a summer, what what there was of a summer back home in Auckland. Hasn't been much, too much sun. Um, then, yeah, straight back over here. So, Is that the ideal situation? You get two summers in a year? You know, because over here, we just have, you know, the one. We just stay here. Yeah, that that is the ideal. But um, <laughs> unfortunately, by the time we get to the end of this season, we just touch summer and go back home for winter. And then it's the same when I go back home. It's sort of uh, when, yeah. You get, you get a little bit of summer, a little bit of sun. So you're kind of so, getting two winters too, is what you're saying. Yeah, basically I'm getting two full winters. Now that's the worst situation, probably. Right? <laughs> yeah. Although the yeah. although uh, winter in New Zealand is not a winter in Utah. No, no, no. no. To be honest, um, when I'm wandering around here with all the snow, it feels like I'm in a movie. So, um, yeah, we don't we, we don't get this back home. Oh, I miss the Kiwi Christmases on the beach tree. Uh, so. Let's talk about now the the preseason head out. You guys have got a lot of minutes together, uh, a lot of time spent building what this team is going to be. What were your takeaways from the, for those first two preseason matches? How did it feel? Yeah, obviously we've we've had a really tough preseason the last month. Um, uh, Ian Gibbons has been running us pretty hard, um, just keeping getting us really really fit for what's to come. Um, obviously, the scores you guys were still you you were discussing. I don't really think paints the full picture of what this team is capable of. Um, we, we had glimpses in, in both of those games where we looked really, really good. And if we can put uh, those performances for a full, for a full 80, um, it's a pretty scary prospect. So, yeah, just excited for what's to come this weekend. Let's speak more to that because like we were talking about, you don't want to – keep all the starters in there in a full exhibition and what you're not showing all your cards, you know, in, in the exhibitions and whatnot. So what, what did you take away that was really positive from those situations? And then what did you guys identify as, okay, we need, we need to be able to do this, uh, you know, longer when it, when it comes to Saturday against San Diego for real. I think as you guys discussed, um, our strength in our team is the size of our pack. Um, so it was very promising to see our set piece operating at a reasonable, reasonably well. Um, in terms of takeaways, there's obviously things we need to work on um, defensively and attack. Um, so we've um, sort of got a plan this week and uh, hopefully it all comes together this week. So you mentioned Coach Gibbo rug, rug, running your legs off. Uh, do you think any of that has to do with the remodel going into the gym out here at the training center where really all he's got left to work with is to run you guys? This team looks fit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, it's it's a different type of training, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. We're doing a lot of CrossFit activities, um, off-feet sort of stuff. Um, you're getting back home every day just absolutely exhausted, so... Um, yeah, it was a tough four weeks, um, but you can definitely feel it, especially um, training or playing in Atlanta, playing in San Diego. Um, it's well worth the hard work. Now, it's a, it's a New Zealand show today uh, with you and Connor. We, and, of course, we got Coops uh, from New Zealand. What, what has he brought to the table that is, that is going to help this team be successful this season? Like he talks about, vie for a playoff spot. He says, we've got to make the playoffs. I think it's just the level of professionalism that Coops has brought. Obviously, he's got a lot of experience as well. His resume speaks for itself. Um, but he's just driving the standard so high, um, and it's pushing everyone to a new limit. Um, but he, I think it's a credit to the boys as well. 
Um, a lot of the boys, obviously, from last year have had some really good off-seasons, um, a lot of them playing international rugby, going back to their clubs back home. And you can just sense that uh, the level has just been lifted from everybody and everyone wants to do really, really well this year. So, yeah. You know, you going down was a, was a big loss for this team, and they kind of struggled at the second row, having to play small with Tommy Tuovao, who did an amazing job filling in at lock last year. But now, with the additions you've got at the second row, talk about the size of some of these other guys around you, because with the additions of, uh, like, Onihonga, and then, of course, with Chief returning and some of these other guys, uh, there's a lot of weight in this scrum now. Yeah, nah. Um, I'm pretty happy looking around and seeing that uh, there's some big ball carriers. All I have to do is clean the rocks. So, um, yeah. But um, <laughs> it's good. It's good seeing Only Hunger. It's um, it's a bit of a full circle story. I actually played with him back at school, and so I haven't actually seen him for about ten years. And then uh, messages me saying I'm going to play for Utah, which was uh, quite a surprise. So yeah, it's good to see him. But obviously, uh, Utah's recruited pretty well this year. The depth um, in all positions, um, you don't actually know who's going to be playing week to week. So, yeah, it's going to be – it's just driving the standard that, and making us poor. That's awesome. And then you guys go back to uh, school. That's super cool. He's going to be a standout uh, newcomer for this team. Like uh, Onihunga Havili, uh, Kafusi. He's using Kafusi, I guess, uh, as well, which is super exciting. Okay, they call you Tree. Is that a nickname from the Warriors or did that – come from you know earlier with you um i got it when i was about 16 years old my high school team i honestly couldn't tell you why i'm called tree um uh, it's just a nickname that someone gave You're me just tall is that what it is i'm just gonna assume it's because i'm tall um <laughs> i'll be honest the only people that call me tree are the people in my rugby environments um Outside of this, my mates don't call me Tree, so. Uh, <laughs> you like it? No, there's, there's no good story behind it or anything. <laughs> no, no. I I wish I had a story for you guys, but unfortunately. Uh, well, like I rescued a cat this one day for an old woman. <laughs> we know a lot of the same people. You know, we have we have connections. One of your coaches was one of my old schoolmates. I'm going to ask him to do some digging for me to find out the, the history <laughs> Of tree and where it came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you okay with it or is timber it in the lineout? That could be no, it. No, no. You know, we use the term timber for that. Those tall targets in the lineout. That could be it. <laughs> I think uh, Meyer and the team has uh, decided to expand the nickname to Groot from. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, See, I like show, that. So. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So please no, tell me nicknames. you have like a lineout call that's like I am Groot or something. <laughs> That's it's, it's not a bad idea. Maybe we can make a special movie <laughs> later on in the year. Hey, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out this summer. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Um, okay, tell us tell us about – you played last season for the Warriors. You're here now. Had you been to the States before? What do you like about the States? What do you miss about back home? Um, you know, I loved last year. Um, I wasn't really too sure what to expect when I first came to Utah. Um, but I absolutely love it here. The people are amazing. Um, everyone's just so nice. Um, Turns things that I love around here, that view of that mountain every morning, um, it never gets old. Um, the food, food's incredible. Um, but probably the one bit of food that I miss from home is uh, fresh fish and chips on the beach. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I'm enjoying my time God, here. Yeah, there's nowhere here that you can get white bait fritters, man. White—that's a, that's no, a thing of the past. No, no, I don't no, even no, know what you home. just said. What did you just say? 
<laughs> yeah. You either Thanks. love it or you hate it. Just... White bait fritters. They're little little fish, and they, they fry them up in a, in a fritter, and it's White delicious. Fritters. Okay. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, Jamie, we appreciate the time. I promised you a BYU hat. I have one for you. Next time, yeah. Next time Thank I you see you, much, I got man. you because I saw you with the Utah hat, and I was like, "Hey, you need to, you need both here." Um, yeah, we're gonna leave yeah. Utah State out. I was, out I was, I was gonna again. buy one, but I went to the shop and some guy said, uh, "Oh wow," he said, "If you want to be a real man, you have to buy a University of U." Hat. <laughs> so that's uh, he's obviously a pretty big fan of the Utes. So hey, yeah. there's balance in all things here. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's fun. The rivalry's fun, and uh, yeah, I got a BYU hat for you. So. Yeah, awesome, don't you worry. Awesome. I don't have a Utah hat for you. That's for sure. This <laughs> Utah Warriors. This is the red I wear. It's for the Utah Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Jamie, we appreciate the time, man. We're, we're glad you're healthy. Uh, shoulders feeling good. And uh, we look forward to a great game on Saturday against San Diego. Thanks for the time, man. No, awesome. Thanks for your time, guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk later on. Okay. Jamie Lane, Tree, a.k.a. Groot. We're calling him Groot this year, which is exciting. I like it. I am Groot. I am Groot. Okay, you may have seen it on the Utah Warriors socials, uh, but Utah Built is a campaign that matters, that's important to, to Utah. And in case you missed it, here's the video. Since 1847, Utah has always been considered the underdog. They said, this valley could never be settled. Never become a destination for millions of people from around the world. Well, we made it everything they said it couldn't be. We made it home. This rugged land and the people that settled here, a community fueled by determination inspired by heritage, would serve as the inspiration for generations of warriors. We are building the future right here in Utah. Built for rugby, built for the nation. We are Utah Built. Okay, Banksy, this is really important um, that Utah has its roots and rugby has been a part of this community for a long time. It matters to us, matters to the team, matters to the players, matters to this community. And uh, Utah and this community and rugby are woven together in a unique way. And now we have a professional rugby team going on six years. This this is cool. We, we are Utah built here. You know, and it's not just a catchphrase or a saying. This is really a, a idea that a rising tide raises all ships where Utah has kind of been, you know, a outcast, a misfit, a kind of anomaly there in, uh, in the middle of the, the mountains here, but no more where now we have this great metropolitan area with this incredible franchise and this amazing community. And it is really a rallying point for all of us to come together and continue to grow, exceed and excel. And then you add into that, the partnership that we have with uh, Stade Toulouse, and there are incredible things happening, not just here, but all over the world that starts by being Utah built. It's awesome, man. And uh, yeah, we're proud to be a part of that, which is uh, pretty cool. And it continues to build because we have the Junior Warriors program, which is awesome. 
Gotta love the Junior Warriors program and everything that Ashley Burge is doing. If you want to get your kids involved in any one of these pregame clinics where you get to run out with professional coaching, some of the players, the staff, either learn the basics or of the game or get tips and pointers on how to take your game to the next level. Go to junior.warriorsrugby.com. That's jr.warriorsrugby.com. Sign your kids up. You get a pair of tickets. You get a t-shirt before the game, the clinic, and all of the action at Zions Bank Stadium. Okay, let's welcome to the program uh, our second guest, also from New Zealand. He's a new scrum half on the team. You're going to see a lot of him this year. His name is Connor McLeod, and we welcome him for a second time to Dub Nation, but a first time when it's a game week. Connor, how are we doing, man? What's going on? Hey, fellas. Yeah, good, thanks. Going well. How about you guys? Hey, we're stoked because uh, it's game week. We basically talk all off season so that we can get to this point, and uh, it's been fun to see the exhibitions the last couple weeks, so... Uh, how'd you feel like the preseason went and what'd you learn about yourself and the group? Yeah, too right. It's, um, it's good. It's game week. It's been a big preseason. Um, so yeah, we've been going at our work for the last four weeks. So a couple of preseason games, um, under our belt, but, um, I think we've, we've learned a few things and, um, the boys have an edge this week. So we're, um, looking forward to making a statement this weekend. So how is the preparation different this week? Obviously, you were just taking care of you in the preseason games, working on your structures and your systems and getting the best hit out that you could. Now you have a specific game plan going forward, I'm assuming, in the opener for this season against the same team, though. How is that planning different week to week? Yeah, I think it's pretty similar. Like, um, Shawnee and Coops have laid the foundations in our game plan. It's just more um, those preseason games... Um, give us some good feedback. Um, obviously, use the video and stuff to um, look at what's what's going right and and stuff that's um, not good enough at the moment. So yeah, I think um, this week it's, it's it's a big one. Um, like I said, there's a bit of an edge around the camp because um, yeah, a few things didn't go too right last weekend against San Diego. So yeah, he's uh, got energy, which is exciting. What what would be the preferred situation from the exhibition last week? Because you've mentioned it a couple of times now. Hey, we didn't like how that went. There's some things we can do better. We got an edge, got some energy. Was it a good thing in any way that that result happened so that for the regular season game you got a certain amount of juice? Or would you have preferred is winning by 30 uh, the best option in the exhibition? No, I think you've, you've probably heard it before that you learn a bit more from your losses, which um, we definitely have. That first review on uh, Monday was pretty honest, um, which is a good thing because it's, it's about getting better. Um, and, then, yeah, you obviously got to look at the positives as well out of that game. A lot of it, we're, um, we're looking pretty sharp, um, which is good. Just uh, a few things right now, detail and, you know, knowing what we're up to um, has been the big one this week. So I think um, we'll be going in as, as the underdog this weekend, which I don't mind at all. Fits just right for a Hawks Bay boy, yeah? Um, not too bad. <laughs> Always got that chip on your shoulder. You know, from the from the time your signing was announced to showing up and you kind of just dove right in, it almost doesn't feel like you've really had the time to catch your breath and soak it all in. Talk about your decision and your path to getting here in Utah from New Zealand. How did that come about? Yeah, well, I caught up with Coops back in uh, Hawks Bay when I, when I was with the Magpies there, and um, he sort of laid out a plan and... Um, talked about what the Utah Warriors are about and yeah I was really keen on that and um, looking 
to put my best foot forward over here and um, get some minutes and um, yeah, grow my game personally as well. Um, yeah. Uh, what is it that you enjoy about the United States so far and uh, what do you miss about home? Uh, well, there's plenty of takeaways, that's for sure. I don't know if Jamie touched on that uh, when he, he was on before, but I've been under his wing. Um, <laughs> nah, we've, we've been trying to stay away from that. Um, it's a cool spot, even just to drive to trainings. Pretty unreal with the mountains and um, the views and stuff. Um, it's pretty different to Hawke's Bay, um, which is on the coast. So, yeah, probably that's the big thing. Um, even heading up to Park City a couple of weekends ago was, was an eye-opener. Um, yeah, you guys do it pretty well over here. How's the, how's the food for you? Yeah, no, it's not too bad. I think that's all part of it. When you first rock up, you got to find the right supermarkets and um, try find similar food to home just so you can settle in. Um, I think oh, I went to Walmart first time here, so there was, <laughs> it was a bit of a shock, eh? The place is huge. <laughs> when you realise the internet memes are all true for a reason, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing, mate. Like, everything off the movies is actually, is actually right. <laughs> <laughs> Truth is stranger than fiction, bud. Um, yeah. So this is this is a team that has an incredible reputation for the lettuce. We've got some really, really great heads of hair on this team. And then along comes little Connor McLeod from the Clan McLeod. And you've got this fantastic fuzz on your face there, bud. Are you stepping up the facial <laughs> hair game for this team? Because it's oh, really been all about chat, the flowing eh? lettuce, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I like how you put the clear McLeod. That's good stuff, mate. Bit of fight, bit of fire. Oh, wow. I like Trade it. That to the group. There can be only uh, one, and it's going to be the Utah Warriors. Yeah. What kind of conditioner are you using? You got some good volume, by the way. Yeah, well, actually, um, cops a bit of a fine. So part of that was getting a hair alteration. So I'm running a bit of a mullet at the moment. It's growing out a you bit. You see the back? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, there you go. It's, 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 it's no Lance Williams mullet right now, but you're working <laughs> yeah. on it. I actually don't wash it too much, so <laughs> that might be the secret. I'm not too Lance sure. Lance might not have washed it in the last year. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't know. There's no evidence no. Of, uh, of washing it. No comment. So you're a bit yeah. of an enigma online. There's really not much about you if you search around other than just where you're from and the, the couple of seasons that you've been able to play in uh, in the provincial competitions in New Zealand. What are you hoping to get from this time here in the States that you can either continue to, to grow on here? Hopefully we get you here for a long time and there's, you know, a lot for you in the future here in the red and black, but to, to really elevate your game and maybe catch the attention of, of coaches and selectors back home. Yeah, well, I think you nailed it on the head. There's, um, there's a few more eyes watching this competition now. Um, even if you look at um, the team's rosters, you know, there's some big names coming over, which is exciting. Um, especially someone in my position, you know, I've sort of been in behind guys like Brad Weber and Falau back in Hawke's Bay, um, which is awesome because you get to learn a lot um, off the field and also, you know, seeing how they go about their business on the field. But for me, it's, you know, stepping it up and coming over here and trying to be more of a driver in that nine position and, yeah, really taking ownership and um, running the game plan with the 10. And, yeah, that's probably the big thing. With me is, um, yeah, adding that. Connor, what's it like for you to look across the way and see Ma'anonu on the other side 
as a as a New Zealand kid, and now you're in the states, and you're like, hey, there's the dude. Yeah, it was pretty buzzy to be honest. I was talking to a few of the lads after the game. Um, like you obviously don't think that that was going to happen um, a couple of years ago, but he's yeah, he's got a pretty good CV, old Nonu. So um, I think it's more just excitement, you know. You can really challenge yourself, and he still carries pretty hard for um, an older fella. Careful, careful. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't watch this, eh? <laughs> He's think, only um, a year or two younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Joel's been icing his shoulder all week, so it'll be round two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's well, fantastic. Uh, well, uh, talk real quick about this staff at nine. Obviously, having Shawnee on the coaching staff, who played so much of his career at a high level internationally at nine, and then having Nige there as well. How has that been, having part of that you know core of the team and the staff play a similar position? Yeah, it's awesome, and we're we're pretty lucky. Um, just yeah, with Shawnee, obviously a former halfback, so he's got a lot of knowledge around um, around that. Um, he brings great energy, and he's um, very detailed in uh, his game plans and attack maps. Um, but he he balances that well with um, you know playing the picture that you got in front of you, so he doesn't mind the boys having a crack if it's on. Um, and then yeah, obviously no, he's he's got a good CV as well. Um, great kicking games, so it's pretty cool just to every day pick his brain a bit and, um, you know, add to your skill set. And that's um, not just Noah as well, the other nines, um, Zion, he's a young fella, good pass on him, he's he's probably a bit different, like he's he's a tall nine, so um, he's got his own strengths, which is, which is pretty cool, yeah. Well, we're excited for game one coming up this weekend. Kind of what do you expect in the uh, in the season opener now that we actually see you guys run out? Yeah, I think it's going to go up a level um, intensity and it's going to be physical. Last weekend was physical, but I think it's, yeah, round one. It's um, Everyone wants to get off to that, that good start and that's what we're aiming for. So, um, like I said, there's edge around the camp. So, we want to start this campaign off well. It's... Um, it's not the longest campaign, so you, I think you got to start well and get off to a quick start. So, yeah, I just Absolutely. want it to be Saturday, mate. Yeah, hey, I wish it was, man. <laughs> uh, I wish it was. Well, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. And uh, have fun Saturday against uh, Nono and the boys. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. Hey, Connor McLeod joining us on Dub Nation. We appreciate uh, his time. Thanks for joining us. New Zealand kind of show, right? We got uh, we got Jamie Lane and Connor McLeod. Pretty awesome. Well, we mentioned the G- Junior Warriors. They put out a video recently, mic'd up at one of these uh, situations with the kid, which is pretty fun. Take a listen. Ready, set, game on. Oh, all right, let's go get him. Will's ball, come here, Will. Will, put it under your legs. Pass it back. You know, I can't pass it forward. Back, back. and then you kick the bottom with your toe. All right, let's see it. Ready, set, go! I got it. Yeah. 
Ashley Bridge doing great work with them. You got to get your kids out to this, uh, and and you got to go, got to go sign up on WarriorsRugby.com. It, it, think of you know it, for Utah's junior jazz has been a, a great thing. This is how they can learn the game, uh, basic stuff being taught here. Well, just a chance to get the ball in the hands of these kids, get them exposed to the game, and get them learning how to run a rugby style game rather than what they've been so used to as kids on the playground playing. American football. So this is a great chance. Ashley's done a great job creating the partnership with Salt Lake County that continues to develop for that Junior Warriors program. Then, of course, the pregame clinics are fantastic, and she's done an awesome job with that. Junior.warriorsrugby.com if you want to get more. Okay, the playoff format is out from the league, and it is the same as last year. Top three seeds in each conference get a chance to play for the conference championship. Uh, the top seed in each league, East and West, gets a bye to the uh, champ- the conference finals. So the eliminator round is 2v3 at the two-seed site. Conference finals at the one-seed. Championship final uh, there on July 8th on Fox. So big big showcase there, which is exciting. Eliminator round, uh, or kind of that 2-3 uh, plan, right? June 24th and 25th. Conference finals July 1st and 2nd. I, I think they've I think they've nailed it. Given that there's uh, the amount of teams in the league that there are, right? Um, you're trying to you're trying to figure it out with the 12 teams. You move to 13 next year with Miami. I, I think the top three seat, half of each conference and the whole league, is making the playoffs. Probably probably still the right number. What do you think? I think it fits, you know, and even as the team continues to expand, you could add, you know, another two or even three teams in the conference and still keep this playoff format. So this is, I think, really the league setting us up both now to have a really competitive playoff format that covers several weeks, as well as in the future. I think if we get to 16 teams, uh, so three more after next year when Miami's added, then you move to two eliminator rounds with no buy. That would be my recommendation. Get a little bit of extra sauce on that for your rugby season, huh, Jeremy? I don't blame you. I like it. Yeah. I'm not hating on it at all as the league continues to grow. I can't wait to see it. Uh, if you want to continue to grow with the Utah Warriors, there's something brand new that you can get into now. The Utah Warriors Hospitality Lounge. For the first time, this will be available this year for business members, for community members to come together in a climate-controlled, catered, specific, seating-specific area just for you go to warriorsrugby.com to learn more sign up and be part of this incredible community in the brand new hospitality lounge it's gonna be fun i'm gonna wander over there uh in a couple of next weekend um you know on the 25th and just see what's going on looks like it's gonna be the spot man okay that'll do it for us in our return to a weekly show we got you on uh almost every wednesday right uh perhaps we'll have a tuesday or a thursday here and there but Weekly, we'll be with you. Uh, Make sure you like and share this episode of Dub Nation. Follow the Utah Warriors on social media for the latest and greatest. And we will always be with you weekly with interviews and uh, guests and highlights and analysis that no one else will bring you of the Utah Warriors. Our thanks to Jamie Lane and Connor McLeod. Today's show was produced by Mason Benson. For Banksy, I am Jaron. We will see you Saturday, on the radio at least, for the first Warriors game against San Diego. Go Warriors.